Welcome back to the State of the Ark podcast. My name is Mike. My name is Kason. We're on episode three now of Final Fantasy X. I had initially planned this out as one. It's been turned into three. <laughs> it maybe turned into four. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll I hope see. not. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Go so ahead. we talked about in the last episode how we didn't know exactly who the other person was. Um, the as, other ghostly. Yeah, the other ghost kind of. Image. As Titus goes and sees more or less his former self, right before that cutscene, you can technically see another person. Yeah. And it looks like that other person is jacked, at least from what we've been able to I'm tell. feeling so more confident about that now. I think so too. It looked like a dress to me, but if you look at jacked from his right side, he has that long orange yes. like cloth hanging right. down. Let me just pull up. So to me it looked like a dress of sorts, so I thought it might have been on his mother. Um, but it actually looks a lot like Jack with a red head. Yeah, so he's stuff. got that, this yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. right? Yep. So, yeah. anyways, it's probably Jack standing with us, but then once we actually approach, we only see. Yeah, it's like he disappears. So, like on my playthrough, yeah. the footage I was originally looking at, I approached it kind of from a different angle. So, by the time the camera pivots around from where I approached, it's like the ghost of the of Jacked has disappeared. Oh. So yeah. I, I, that's why I thought, oh, it's just the kid Titus there. That's interesting. Then when you showed me all that and I looked at it, and I, I'll have pinned a comment on the last episode for yeah. this, of the video footage I was looking at where I got a really clear view of it, um, where he approached it from like more of like this angle instead of this angle. So the camera was yeah. already like looking And then you could there, see. There, and you could see him much more clearly. It really looks like Jekt yeah. is that ghostly image. And it would make sense anyways right. if it is. And as far as the voice saying hey goes, I think that's probably Jekt. It's probably Jekt as well, yes. All right. <clears throat> anyways. And then he says something. He's got like a little monologue after that point where he says, you know, I, I feel like... Um, he doesn't want to be alone. I was anymore. alone and wanted yeah. somebody be, to be with me and all that stuff. And then we, he kind of just passes out. Yeah. And then we wake up in some the middle of who like freaking knows ruins. where. ruins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, out like in the water. <clears throat> um, this is something I think we're going to touch on today. Is the seeming ability to either breathe underwater or <laughs> hold your breath for a very, very long time. Very long time. Because th this, yeah. this is going to happen twice really early where Titus yeah. washes up ashore and yeah. was like face down in face the water down. for a yeah, long yeah. time. Yes. So we're not going to talk about it just yet, but at some point in this episode, we will try to address that a little bit. Kay. Because there is an NPC who offers an explanation, and there's a further explanation that I won't get into the super details on now because I want to wait till later. Okay. But we will touch on it. The point is he can hold his breath for a very long An time. An extremely long time. A yes. very long time. Titus yeah. and all Blitzball players really yes. are able to do this. It's like a... Training thing. They also yes. can swim faster than a shark. Basically. Yeah, they can swim. Right like fast. they are extremely fast. So they're just really good at what they do. Yeah. The music right here, as you kind of come to, and you're in this strange new world, and there's sort of like a chant, like Gregorian oh, yeah. chant, kind of going mm -hmm. along, and that's the that's the music that you're hearing. It's this like, you know, choir type thing, but it's really cool. Yeah. I think it's really cool. It's got a very medieval sound. Um, a, Pretty Western sound, although I think they're technically saying Japanese words, um, or just some made-up words. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but 
it's it's really cool. I really like the music, and it's uh, it's just a ruined world that's been flooded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so he swims kind of into this temple structure. Yeah, uh, he's like crossing a bridge, but he yeah. falls through there back into some water again. Gets attacked by yeah, some monsters. Yeah, he's super upset. <laughs> <laughs> he makes a fire. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. He gets away from that monster. That's the one where he's like, he's about to eat him, and he just just like flies through. Him. And yeah. then it's and then that's when he says, uh, "I made it out of the frying pan and into the freezer." I thought I was going to die in this place. So it's like really yeah. cold. Yes, it was cold in this place. And he does he doesn't say that in Japanese. Though. I actually took oh. note of this in particular. Oh, because the there's a, probably a different. Uh, it's well, no, it's not even an idiom. It's oh. it's a completely different text, which what? is why because there there will often be different differences here. I'm not going to note all of them. Yeah. This one's interesting though, and you know, we'll, we'll I'll probably just read it and then we'll just move on. Um, but instead of saying out of the frying pan and into the freezer in Japanese, he says things got worse and worse. It was a place that made me feel like I had no hopes or dreams. Hmm. That second part. He, yes. It's interesting. It's cool. But it's not out of the frying pan into the freezer. No. In fact, he doesn't even say anything that close to that. He doesn't reference the fact that it's cold until the next scene where he's like, samui desu, samui. And I then do, it's like, okay, he's cold. I feel like out of the frying pan in the freezer is like a, a stretch to say it got worse and worse. Yes. Right? Yes. It, it at least like is loosely the same yeah. idea, but the second part, I thought I was going to die in this place. Versus what that says. Versus it made me feel like I had no hopes or dreams. That's very different. Hopes or dreams. And yeah. I also feel like that one is a lot better. better. <laughs> much better. Much better. That's why I took note of it. I, I listened to it and I read the subtitle and I was like. That's not it. <laughs> that's not it. The Japanese was way better. Wow. Way better. Wow, that's a huge change. I yeah, it's a huge change. That. I um, really wonder why they did that. And I wrote here, it seems like this place was a temple that was destroyed and is now flooded. It's mm. just got all the architecture and stuff yeah. that seems like it was a temple. Yeah. Uh, but also there's some like scratch writings in the ground, like oh. right around the campfire where we are. Now, I, I got this from, I believe, uh, Final Fantasy Union. Is that the Oh, yeah, YouTube the YouTube channel? channel, yeah. They have a little video called Seven Things mm-hmm. That You Don't Know missed About. Yeah, something that you missed. Yeah. Um, one of them was the translation of what those, what those writings mean. Hmm. And I thought it was pretty cool. I figured I'd bring it up now. It's just, it's just a couple of words. Some of them mean something, some of them don't. Um, but the words are, and it's all written in the Spira script, right? Oh, right. Um, so it says, Fire, Balcony, Jisco, Guado, and Salam. Mm. Those are the words that are written on the ground along with just a bunch of tally marks, you know? Just all around where Titus is at. And there is meaning to that. We'll probably come back to this um, way later. Later. (laughs) Way later. (laughs) If I can even remember. Interesting that the word Guado is there. Yes, yes. And the, the, uh, yeah, some other. Crazy. Other words too. So we collect some Tinder. Yep. And uh, flint, so you can start a fire. Who knows where he got that from, though? Because yeah, the just f- water the f- and stone. As far as I can tell. Yeah. Uh, anyway, there's like yeah. some dried reeds. In, oh, like, that's some right. The reeds that he picks up. That would up. make sense. That would make sense. And then some flint in like a cabinet in one of the rooms. But that's right. That's right. He strikes it, starts a fire, <clears throat> and he has a little dream. Uh, which is kind of like a flashback, uh, yeah. and this is the first of many of these throughout the game. I think I think we see at least two more of these just in this part we played. But um, <clears throat> in this dream, uh, 
Oren is well. It, it's probably a memory. Not yeah. A sometimes they, um, it's a dream. Sometimes it's a memory. But yeah. They do a similar effect on all of them. Yeah. So Oren is with Titus, I guess, at his house, and mm, sort of blaming yeah. him for this loss in Blitzball that happened. It's like you yeah, let you your made team a bad call. down or made a bad call or whatever. Yeah. He's like, ah, you're gonna like rail on me for that. And uh, then Oren says, it's been ten years. I thought you'd be crying. T ten years since the. Uh, disappearance of Jack. The Jack is what yeah, he's referring to. And, and so then he's, uh, Titus is like, who, me? And then the little purple hooded boy comes in, you cried. Yeah. So that's the end of that little sequence. And then he wakes up and it's like the fire is dying. He's like, oh no, no, like, like don't oh, go out. Yep. I'll find some more uh, wood. <laughs> I don't know where he's going to find wood because he didn't <laughs> find wood in the first place. He found tin. Yeah. But um, anyways, this is where he gets attacked by a yeah, monster. Yeah, that crazy monster. The monster design is really cool in this game. Yeah. Um, kind of a lizardy sort of. Yeah, it's like crawling creature. on the walls mm -hmm. and jumps out at you. Um, yeah, but that thing attacks and it's it's rough. But um, that's when uh, Riku yeah, shows up and, the and kills him for us. Mm -hmm. um, now, Riku's name is pronounced R Y U K K. You. Ryu, Ryuku. 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 Uh, yeah. So her name's Ryuku, and they, I don't fault them at all for calling them <laughs> Riku, calling her Riku. Um, but yeah, Ryuku would be how what she's called throughout throughout the game in Japanese. But she shows up with these these other people. They're all masked. They have like goggles and goggles, stuff. You yep. can't really tell. He's he thinks they've come in to save him, so he's thanking them for that. And then they start like yelling at him and like yeah, and they point their guns, their guns at, him. at him. And they don't speak his language. No. So he's just like really confused. Uh, in this game, the Albed language is slowly learned or deciphered yeah. by Titus by acquiring items in the world called Albed primers. Primers, yeah. So if you it's collect like a them all, book or something, yeah. Yeah, if you collect them all. Then the subtitles for mm -hmm. all the Albed stuff in the game, whether it's spoken or whether yeah. you're reading runes or something like that, he'll be able to translate it, and you'll be able to know what those things say. Yeah, uh, which is which essentially pri or, um, incentivizes a second playthrough, like a new game mm -hmm. plus playthrough, because you'll be able to keep your, your Albed primers and then learn oh, what nice. they say. Nice. Right, and so it's the language is interesting because. It's not really like another language as much as it is right. like an encoded yeah. thing. Because every D means this letter, every yes. A is this, and it's it's, it's a pretty easy cipher. Substituting, yeah. like each this this symbol is this letter in English, and yeah. they they have the same syntax, the same vocabulary, the yes. same everything. Yeah. I wanted to ask about. Um, the voice acting in English, do they, is what they enunciate with their mouths correspond to the subtitle text? I believe it does. Okay, okay. But I actually, I don't know that for sure because yeah. my, my assumption was the that Japanese is completely they different. have sounds that are different for their alphabet, oh. but those, uh, that alphabet still corresponds oh, with the English alphabet. Sure, sure. Okay. But it's like, let's say like the letter D, right, has their symbol for that in the written Mm -hmm. Encryption, but yeah. they have a different sound for their letter. Ver right. Okay. That's the way I thought I it worked. That's a good way of imagining it. That makes sense. So, anyways, Titus does not understand this, and I really liked this too because a thousand-year time skip, as we're about to find out, is a, what happened. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, the languages would be very different. 
And so he yes, wouldn't be were. able to understand anyone. Yes. And so I thought this was going somewhere really yes. cool the first and time it, I played and it. it. And, and then wasn't. they just can speak yeah. to him anyways. <laughs> now, but, but at the same time, I don't necessarily mind that they did it. Yeah. But it's weird that they hinted that they were going to be really particular about this and, and yeah. actually take seriously the, how the language would have changed. Yes. And then they didn't. So if they didn't give us that hint that that's what they might be doing, yeah. I wouldn't have cared. Yeah, right? have but because they much. gave us the hint... That, oh, by the way, language is so different. Ah, never mind, it's the same. It's just those are different people. Yes. Like, because they did that, I feel, I felt a little shortchanged by them. Yeah, so it's not like I have this expectation, oh, they, they should have done this for this game. Yeah, I don't I even know if it would have been a good idea. I don't know <laughs> if it would have worked for this game. I don't know. But it did make me think it would be cool if there was a game where there yeah. was a 1,000-year time mm-hmm. skip, and for the whole game... You're collecting you're primers, and as you do that, you start to slowly yeah. be able to mm-hmm. interpret the language. That would be cool. And so, like, it's almost like, a, I don't know what you'd call it, the type of story where you're like a fish out of water, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to actually, not you, the player, but the character has to learn the language in yeah. order to communicate. And maybe you could put it into primers or, like, as he, you know, um, as he or she sort of, like, gets these primers or learns or studies the language or whatever, mm-hmm. like, it'll start, maybe, like, they could start saying English words, like, amid yeah, the yeah. language, so he could start, like, picking out words and, or have some way of representing that, where... That would be cool. That, that would be, be awesome. a, I think that'd be a pretty cool... Yeah, yeah. ...thing to try. Albeit maybe frustrating, and certainly not for the <laughs> 14-year-old demographic, maybe not. you know, that some, most games are made for. Maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I just had that idea while I was playing. I was like, that'd be really cool. I'd be yeah, in a good game that tried that out. That'd be awesome. Um, oh, but th- during that sequence, there's a couple of really cool shots <clears throat> where they have a pretty wide-angle lens, but they're really close on Titus's face looking over his shoulder. So, like, Titus takes up maybe, like, the right third of the screen. Oh, yeah. But the camera's, like, right in his face. Oh, yeah. And it's, and it's, it's, it's wide-angle, so he's it, it sort of... It's an uncomfortable yes. sort of camera angle they've chosen yeah. that like emphasizes what he's feeling not being able to understand what they're saying have guns yeah. pointed at him and have no idea what's going on mm-hmm. and he's totally off balance here and so like this camera is pointed at the albed as he's talking but Titus's face with a wide angle lens close to the camera it warps your face yeah. right so it he looks look... like really uncomfortable and yeah, yeah. so I thought nice, that there, nice. there's some nice cho- uh, choices for camera angles there. absolutely um, I really like that. Um, <clears throat> okay, so then he wakes up on the ship. Yeah. Uh, there's some more Albed here. It's None of this is like... I, I don't even want to say spoilery, because even the stuff we talked about there, it's, it's not enough to really spoil the game. No, no. It's just like a, if you don't know what they're talking about, you won't really understand it anyways. But here it's just really simple stuff. So sit captive, and he says, hey, that hurts. And he says, no moving here. Whoa, okay, says Titus. And then they say, search him. Um, and, and then he tries, the Albed leader, or I don't know if he's their leader, but at least leading these people. I think Riku probably is, but anyways. I think this character is brother, if I'm not mistaken. That's the name of the um, character. I think he's the one who's doing this. But he starts doing all these like gestures. <laughs> 
to try to it's communicate funny. to him. It's funny, too. It's really funny. He's, he's trying, trying to tell to him, like you're going to dive, yeah. you're going to swim <laughs> down there, and you're going to like excavate for us, right? But he's like trying to trying to use gestures to communicate it. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. And so uh, Titus is just like, right, whatever. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. And and uh, brother says, do you, do you not speak? He tries some more hand gestures. And then I thought that was a really weird thing to say, though, because he is—he literally spoke to you. He said, "Write whatever," and then he yes. says, "Do you not speak?" Oh, and then he goes, and he's, yeah. and he says, uh, "I don't understand." Or I said, "I don't understand." So he's obviously speaking. He's just yeah. speaking a different language. But that may be—that may be a culture thing where to speak means to speak the language. Or True, something like that. But also, it's the same language that everyone else in the world speaks. <laughs> You're right. You're right. You're right. His and sister bed. speaks this language. Yeah. Or, or, sorry, Riku speaks this language. Um, yeah. So, anyways, whatever. He says insolence, and then Riku says wait, and she starts speaking in English at this point. Yes. He said you can stay if you make yourself useful, and oh, you understand me. So Titus is like, whoa. They smack him. He's like, all right, I'll work. So. Uh, what she says then is, we found some ancient ruins right beneath us. It's not active now, but there should be uh, still there should still be some power left. We're going to go down there and activate it, and then we should be able to salvage the big prize. So the Albed are going around salvaging ancient ruins, technology, that yeah. sort of thing. Mm. Um, and so they've found something here at this spot in the ocean. They want to swim down there and activate it. They're saying, and uh, check it out. So. She and uh, Titus swim way down there. Yeah. So, by the way, how is her voice acting in English? I actually, this is the type of character typically in anime that you expect to be um, imitating that like overly high pitched and cutesy yeah. Japanese. In but Japanese, in, that's exactly. In what English, she, is. she doesn't go overboard with really, it, which I like. That's good. Um, yeah. She sounds like she's about 10 years old yeah. in the in Japanese. Japanese yeah. It's, uh, I don't know, it's a little grating sometimes. Well, well, particularly with some of the shot selection they choose for their conversation after this, but yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. Um, so let's, let's touch on, because you swim down here and you're underwater again for like 20 minutes <laughs> or something yeah. like that. So um, let's touch on this real quick, the, the holding the breath thing, because there's... Like, I think a lot of people would probably dismiss this as, like, um, just suspend your disbelief. It's a fantasy game, whatever. Sure. Like, they can, they just, whatever. Don't yeah. think too hard about it. But they actually did provide some in-universe yeah. explanation for this. And there's even, it's even enforced in, like, the battle, the battle system, right? Because you'll notice as you play the game, there are only three characters who can actually fight underwater. Mm. So Titus, Waka, Waka, and Riku are the mm -hmm. only party members who participate in underwater battles. None of the other characters do. Mm. Um, so T Titus and Waka are blitzball players. Yes. And Riku does these excavations all the time. Right. She's probably down holding her breath underwater for long periods doing these excavations with the Albet. So that's kind of interesting. So that part of it is training, obviously. Mm. The other part of it has to do with something called pyreflies, which we will learn a lot more about later. I'm not going to go yeah. into detail what those are now, but we have seen them kind of floating around in the air, like yeah, in the beginning the, scene. Yeah, they're the fairy-looking things yes. that are just kind of chilling. So pyreflies apparently also sort of um, permeate 
the water of Spira, mm. and that has um, some effect on their ability to hold their breath as long as they do. Hmm. So it's a combination of pyreflies and this intense like practice, training and training, practice yeah. that they do. Because oh. normal people in Spira who have not done that training cannot hold their breath like this. Okay. So uh, yeah, it's just blitzball players slash Albed who dive underwater all the time. Yeah. But anyways, kind That's of interesting because cool. there's, when you get to Besaid a little bit later, like in the next scene after this, one of the blitzball players, they're on the beach. You go talk to him and he says, you being a blitzball player is probably what saved you out there. Because he mm, washes ashore yeah. again with his face down in the water. Yes, after, right? yeah, later. So he's basically yeah. saying that his training as a blitzball player is what basically kept him from drowning. Mm. He says, the best players, they can hold their breath like forever. So anyways, they do, this is not just the kind of thing where they didn't think this through at all. And they just say, right. don't think about it. Yeah. There, there are like explanations in the universe. For nice, how okay, that's cool, that's cool. Um, also, I wanted to bring this up, and I just remembered it, and then I forgot to look it up first. I was going to talk about uh, David Blaine. Yeah, uh, 20 minutes, almost 20 minutes, Where he right? held his breath for a super long yeah. time. Yeah, he saturated his blood with oxygen. Yes. And he went down, and it was somewhere close to 20 minutes, I think. But right? isn't there also something in the water that he is submerging himself in hmm. that makes that possible? That's you what know, I wanted to look up. I don't know, but that might be part of his magic trick that he, that he doesn't because want anyone to know about. <laughs> Because that would be like almost... Well, there is such a thing as breathe, breathable liquid oxygen. There is yes. something like yes. that does exist yes. in the world. That's, I've seen that. I think that's... Because I think he tried... In, in this TED Talk, he kind of goes over the yeah. fact that he tried in normal water and never made it above like nine-ish minutes or something okay, like that, okay. right? It's not exactly what I was thinking it was, but it is still really interesting. Uh, it's, we'll, more, it's more of a technique than yeah, a technical. Yeah, we'll right? have to put a link... Uh, somewhere in the description or as part of the pinned comment or something so that people can watch this yeah. TED talk from David Blank. It's really interesting about how he yeah. adapted his body to hold his breath for a really, really long time. For an extremely long time. Although um, one of the methods is don't move your muscles. Yes. And that's definitely and that's not what what's they're doing in the game <laughs> when they're playing Blitzball. <laughs> yeah. But the idea is, is it's not like completely um, out of the realm of like yeah. possibility that you can hold your breath for a really, really long right. time. Uh, and then when they explain it away with a magical element being infused in the water. That just, that's just the little extra push needed to be like cable yeah. again. Yeah. yeah, so basically that's what's going on there. Uh, so yeah, there's actually in-world explanation for that. Okay. So you but, swim, go yeah, ahead. Once we get into the place though, it's the funniest thing ever. We get into this you know, place that they're trying to extract some resources from, right? Uh, but it's a technological looking yes. thing, right? So we Computers wash up on this, um, this broken temple and it's like, where are we? Are we like way in the past or something? Like what's going on? Because everything looks just stone age, right? And then you go down to this place and it's all metal with electricity and, and computers. But there's like a touch screen. And in order to get in, you have to like do something on the touch screen. I don't know. Because all you see is Titus just like hitting it. <laughs> and then the door opens and it's yeah. like. He just beats on things. <laughs> he just like smacks it it's until really it opens. Funny. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Um, yeah. And so they go in there and activate it. Is there some yeah, spotlights the that turn on? 
So then Titus is like trying to walk in with them, like, oh, I'm part of you guys now. They're like, yeah, yeah. Get <laughs> they out shut the door and push Get out of here. Like, you, you don't get yeah, to come yeah. in, right? Oh, I thought that was great. He's like, hey, I helped, didn't I? But then he's all hungry, so Riku brings out some food. And I, I really like this. He's eating too fast. <laughs> And so, like, it's, like, painful. I actually do this all the time. Like, oh, me too. A nearly daily basis, basically. I choke on water. <laughs> probably every other day I choke on water. <laughs> I, I feel like there's, you know, um, have you ever heard of something called heart murmurs, right? Where the, yes. the blood's going through, but the valve closes either too early or too late. And it just kind of, like, causes a little bit of friction yes. as, as the valve closes. I feel like there's something like that with my, with yeah. my throat. Where I'm, like, I, my mind is, like, hey, I'm ready to swallow or I'm ready yeah. to breathe now. But it's, like, not quite ready yet. And yes. then it ends up, I end up breathing in water. And it happens often enough to where I'm, like, this isn't, I'm not learning. <laughs> like, something else is wrong. Like, there's yeah. a reflex thing that's happening here. It's not right. just, like, my mind. Because I could fix this easily. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, Landon does this too. Landon oh, chokes really? on water like all the time. Yeah, it might might be a genetic thing. I don't know. Uh, that's interesting. Like, what happens with me is I'm just eating and swallowing so much yeah. food so quickly that it just gets lodged like halfway down the esophagus, uh, kind of like right in here. Oh, I hate that. That's where it hurts. Really painful. That's where it hurts. And then you have to yes. drink water to like like push yes. it through. That. Yes. For me, it's like if I'm eating like peanut butter. That's yes. when that for sure happens. Yes. Something sticky and thick, you know. Yes. But yeah. Jeez. So that's what he does here. He does. It reminded me a little bit of uh, Final Fantasy VIII, and I can't remember his name. Oh, Zell. Zell. Zell, eating the How hot dogs. Zell's just chowing down on hot dogs. He's just like, oh, yeah, I'm exactly. just choking. It's like, uh, I felt like it was a little bit of a callback to that. Because yeah. this same team made that game, right? Yeah. So he's eating with his hands, which I just loved it, you know. And then he's just like, oh, choking and choking. But what's funny is that he was so hungry, he's eating with his hands. He chokes, but then he doesn't keep eating after he chokes. <laughs> but... I forgive that as well because yeah. it's like we don't want to just sit here and watch him eat yeah. a realistic yeah, full like meal. Full how long meal. it would really take? Right. It's like, hey, it's implied. He finished the meal. We're good. You know, yeah. I don't. I, we don't need to worry. He's about satisfied now. But I did think about that. So you know, he gets up. She says something again in English, and he's like, "You really do understand like, yeah, me? Yeah, awesome." He's yeah, like laughing, yeah. like like super stoked <laughs> yeah. that someone can actually speak to him. <laughs> So their conversation here, I didn't take down like too many like direct quotes, but um, there's a couple either. of funny parts. Like she says we, which is O U I. We the the, the, the Albed it's French, also yes. the French French, but yeah, yeah. Albed O U I we means you. And so she's And it's she, even pronounced slipped. we because he yes. says we. Yeah. Yeah, it she it slips as she's talking, she slips the Albed word yeah, yeah. instead of the English word in, which happens with bilingual people, right? Yes. Um and he's like, we? Like, what are you talking about? Oh, we means you. And he's we like, you. what? <laughs> he's like super confused. It's really like kind of a funny interaction. Yeah, I really yeah, like yeah. this conversation between them. No, um, I, too, I think too. Riku and um, Titus uh, have a pretty good like uh, chemistry um, during this like or early portion of the game. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he, he basically tries to explain that he's from Xanarkin. He, he's like, I play on the Xanarkin Abes. I'm like a star blitzball player. Yes. Don't you know yeah. me? Yep. And she's like, that's not possible. Yeah. Because yeah. Xanarkin was destroyed a thousand years ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this is the that's, big reveal. That's the reveal. Where, where it's like, like wait a second. Like, yeah. what did you, what? Yeah. And it's, it's, it's really effective at kind of being a gut punch moment like that. Because oh, I think so, yeah. Um, and I think we will get into this more later, uh, much later. Mm. Um, the the con whether it's believable how the culture evolved over a thousand year 
yeah. time span and the language time scale and, that, yeah. and, and Blitzball being mostly the same as it was mm -hmm. before and right. things like that that we'll talk about later because I'm still sure. having conversations about that okay. with people and learning about that. But uh, it's, you know, there's something about a thousand years that yeah. that is way heavier than say a hundred years. Sure, yeah. Let's say it would have been more believable for the development of the society to say was a hundred or two hundred years. Yeah. Right. So that way things hadn't changed as much. As much. Yeah. But that's not because you can imagine. I feel like a person can reasonably imagine what the world one hundred years might look like. Sure. That's like. A, a very long-lived, but like the yeah. lifespan of a human being is a hundred right. years. You, yeah, yeah, you can like you can assume, like, oh, I can understand a hundred years, yeah. like intuitively understand a hundred years. That doesn't feel like mm. the gut punch in the same way that a thousand years does. Yeah, I cannot imagine what the world will look like a thousand years from now. Like, yeah. no way. It's funny because <laughs> it's like in a hundred years, you can reasonably assume. I'm not making this a full prediction, but you can reasonably assume that the United States of America will still be a country. Right. In a hundred years, it will still yeah. be a country. Yeah. I'm 80% sure. <laughs> a thousand years? Yeah. It's like that, it's like 1% yeah. that it might even still possibly be a country. Still. Dude. Like, it's just, everything changes so much when you put it in that yeah. long of a time frame. There's a lot of countries that existed not that long ago. Yeah. Uh, that no longer exist or mm -hmm. uh, were changed entirely or whatever. Yeah, the boundaries, um, everything, yeah. I remember, was it the Holy Roman Empire that lasted all the way up to like, hold on. Well, the Roman Empire dissolved around 375 AD or something. No, but like it continued well, but the cons in a way. The Byzantine and then the, the Roman, yeah, you're right, it did continue in a way. To 1806. I was like, what the fetch? <laughs> So oh, like, but 1430 though. What is that from? Yeah, this is what I'm saying. Is like, huh? I, I I always thought of it like it was dissolved, like it was a couple thousand think, years ago. Yeah, I feel like, and it, it was. was, it was. But what I'm saying is, is that like, in the span of a thousand years, there yeah. are major, major changes on yes. these sorts of things. Like, yeah. who is in power? Who is like the? Yeah, uh, which yeah. country is the? What would you call it? the superpower of the world? Mm. Um, religions change oh, yeah. immensely Huge. over a thousand yeah. years. You, you imagine? I mean, there's still religions today that existed more right. than a thousand years ago, but they're not the they're, same. They've changed a lot. Yeah. They they have had to evolve right. with society as yes. it evolved what it, uh, like, it deems acceptable yeah. or moral, or as the moral compass of society shifted the church had to kind of follow with yes. it or else it would no longer exist. I think the best example of that would be that Jews no longer sacrifice animals. And it's yeah. not because of some like new doctrine revealed. It's yeah. just they just well I think they say the temple was destroyed and then they just don't do it anymore. Yeah. It's like well that that used to be like core to the religion. Right. And if you brought a Jew back to, from from then to today yeah. and say oh Jews don't Jews don't sacrifice anymore they'd be yeah. like blasphemy, you know. They, yeah. they it would be it would be so different to them. Yeah. that it would just be like very startling. And then like, uh, now I, I actually am very curious about this. I wonder whether like sports sort of invented in the modern time yeah. and preserved as well as they are documented video footage, mm -hmm. like archived. Oh, I see, I see. Whether those sports would preserve will longer. preserve longer, mm. more or less with the same rules. Probably, And actually, things like that. Probably. Maybe. 
Like, will the NFL more or less be the same game a thousand years from now? I feel, um, I feel that's more likely than a sport yeah. from a thousand years but ago. But look, look at the NFL a hundred years ago, though. Yeah, it's changed. It's but, definitely but, changed. And we still have video of it. So the yes. question is, will they, do they continue making video of it? If yes. there's a moment where, boom, there's no more video of the NFL, which seems to be what happened here. All of a sudden, yes. boom, no yes. more Blitzball videos. And the, the co- technology to make videos doesn't even exist anymore. Well, that's another then, weird thing. Then you do have to reference the old library. But now if you keep making new videos, then nobody cares about how football was 50 years ago. Yes. Because we can still see videos of how it's evolving now and we don't care how it was. Right. But if all of a sudden all we had was what it was, then it would preserve it better, I think. Yes. That's another thing I'm still not totally, and I, I think we'll the technology learn this level as yeah. we continue through the game yes, and yeah. the, the details will come back to me. But there are cameras in Spira. Like okay. they have cameras a little bit later in the place. In some of the So it's like, cities. I don't really know yeah. like What's their level which at? parts yeah, of the technology survived yeah. this sin apocalyptic event a thousand years ago that like changed the course of the world or not. Mm-hmm. It, those details are not completely clear to me. Okay. But regardless, <laughs> Blitzball would probably not look anything it like would probably be quite what Titus played. Yeah, in yeah. his time. Maybe a ball, a goal, and water would probably be the similarities. Yeah. And even, you can look at all, like football came from rugby, rugby which came from soccer. Yes. Right? Yes. Soccer. Right. Yes. <laughs> I, I, like, that was only 150 years ago. Yes. And the, the sport just changed and different people played it different ways and all of a sudden, it's completely different. Yes. Now. And so, like, soccer still exists, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, it's more or less played the same way as it has been since it was invented. So, I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe yeah. it wouldn't change as much as I think it would, particularly with as well documented as our lives and our societies are now, right? Yeah. yeah. But if the world of spirit is meant to be more like a return to a dark ages, technologically yeah. and everything like that, uh, they probably it probably would change a lot more. But mm-hmm. the point is. A thousand years is way more of a gut punch than 100 years. It's like impossible for me to imagine what the world will look like in a thousand years. I can't even begin to guess that. You know what's weird? Like the beginning of the game, we meet a couple of kids. It's conceivable a hundred years later that maybe one of those kids is still alive. Yeah. Right? Yes, yes. Maybe. Definitely, yes. Especially if they're Japanese. (laughs) It's like, sure, maybe. Yeah. But um, a thousand years, it's just like everything you know is obliterated. Yes. Okay, so anyways, uh, it's a big revelation there. Yeah, and, that's um, huge. And then she also tells us, like, don't tell people that yeah. you play for the Xanarchan Ace. Yeah, exactly. Not a good idea. If you're going to, like, upset people if you say this, right? Yes, like, yeah. don't tell people that you're from Xanarchan. And she says, um, you were near sin. Don't worry, you'll be better in no time. They say your head gets funny when sin is near. Hmm. Maybe you just had some kind of dream. And he's like, you mean I'm sick? And she says, because of sin's toxin, yeah. So this is what he begins mm. to use as his excuse. His go-to. Any times he doesn't know something. And he even he feels bad know. for using it all the time because he's like, I, I, I so don't belong here. This is ridiculous. <laughs> he's like, starts to feel pathetic for yeah, like having to constantly like, say, oh, I got too near sin's toxin. That's why yeah, I don't yeah. know this thing I should know. But to an extent it works. People yeah. do accept it and think, okay, all right. Yeah. But she suggests that he should go to Luca since he's a Blitzball player. Like yes. maybe somebody there will know you. Yeah, if, you yeah. if you're a famous Blitzball player, yeah, like apparently. someone has to know you right. because that's where they play Blitzball, is in Luca, where they have their stadium and yeah, yeah. everything. So you should go there next. 
And so um, she promises to take him there, uh, then tells him not to tell anyone he's, that he's from Zanarkin. Um, she, uh, on that, she says, Yevon says uh, Zanarkand is a holy place. You might mm. upset someone, right? Right, so there's some blasphemy element. Zanarkand has become, and we see this a little later too with the, uh, the symbol that they yes. made, the Blitzball symbol yeah, becoming yeah. like a religious prayer yep, sort of yep. a thing, and Zanarkand being this holy place. Yeah. He's like, my Zanarkand? Some kind of holy place? <laughs> yeah, right, I thought. Since when? I just thought sin took me to a faraway place and that I could go back in a day or two. But a thousand years in the future? No way! And he gets something like, oh, is that how he said? Kicks the ship. But this is when sin ends up attacking. One thing that I didn't mention this last episode, but very specifically about Xanarkand, the idea that it could become a holy city is kind of preposterous. Like, it's a corporate advertising, like, there's logos everywhere. It's very. Uh, what would be the word? Hedonistic. It's a it's sure. a materialistic. It's a it's a you know be sports fans and stay up late at night and party and buy consumerism culture. Yeah. There's no hint of anything religious other than the fact that sports are inherently kind of religious, anyways, and especially the fandom around it. <laughs> but um, that's not evident to your average sports fans. So sure, it's just like sure. the fact that that would become a holy city <laughs> is kind of laughable, yeah. especially on Titus's end, where yeah. he's just like, what? Sanergan's not a holy no city? way. You go there to buy groceries and watch your sports team and get drunk, and then... Yeah, exactly. That's, that's what Xanarkand was for him, right? Right. You go meet girls, and He knows all of the, the of vices of yeah, yeah, yeah. the Xanarkand lifestyle and culture. Yeah, and it seems, it seems yeah, yeah, it seems to be that way. Um, so anyways, Sin attacks the ship. This is where yeah, you just kind of out of nowhere. wash ashore in Besaid. And he gets really ecstatic to see a blitzball. Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, it's sick. And so he does this cool, like, But once again, we're face down in the water. Yes, right. right. They do make a point to that. He, he, he's face down in a way that would kill most people. Yeah. And so they're really trying to make a point that, like, he, he can do this. This yeah. is okay. Yeah. Because it would have been so obvious. Like, just put him face up. Like, yeah. Why have him face down? Yeah. But yeah, Blitzball flies past, and he's just like, oh, man, all right, I'm, I'll show them. And so he does one of his, like, killer moves. He heads yep. the ball up and flips and kicks it, and that's where Waka is just like, oh, Everyone's so impressed. Yeah, he's just like, yeah, man. <laughs> I love that freeze, that, or the frame that it kind of rests on after he does his surprise face. It's just yeah. kind of like a pleasant little <laughs> smile with his with squinty eyes. Just yeah. like, it's so funny. I love it. Um, uh, and he's like, oh, can you show us that move again? Yeah. Right, and he's like, "All right, like my things were starting to look up, kind of a thing. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm actually familiar with something in this world." Finally. Yes, Blitzball is something I can relate to these people. With. And I think that's in um, one of his little monologue things. I like that they do it, by the way. Yeah. I like the internal dialogue or yeah. the internal monologue, I guess, that we get with him um, occasionally. Yeah. Uh, but he says the only two things that were similar between Spira and Xanarkand, where he was from, is. Um, Sin, sin and, and death. Blitzball. Or blitz, Blitzball. I'll, yeah. I'll bring up the death part later. <laughs> yeah, Sin and Blitzball were the only two similarities as far yeah. as he could tell. But yeah. he was stoked that Blitzball was a thing. Yeah. One question, though. When he does his special move and kicks that Blitzball, it goes pretty far away. Like, do they yeah. just have tons of Blitzballs, or do they go get that ball every time? Because he's just kicking it. When he does it the second time, he kicks it out over the water. Yeah, it goes really far. And it's really like, far. all right, dude. I'm guessing somebody's playing that. You're, play, you're not playing Blitzball <laughs> anymore after that. maybe they have a bunch of Blitzballs, but... I think it's great. Uh, kind of like golf balls, right? You gotta like you're gonna lose them all the time, so you gotta have like a whole bag yeah, exactly. Of golf just balls. have a ton. Uh, but those things are big. Yeah. But he, um, it's so funny. 
like blitzball would be a hard sport to practice. Yeah. That might that might be another way that it's preserved for a long time. It's not like people can just make up their own rules as they play it with each other in different regions. Oh sure. You you need the crazy setup to be able to create the sphere of water That's to true. play it in the first place. So that create that almost forces a centralized version of the thing that can maybe last longer. Play it in the ocean though. Like I if you could just take goals just, down and just, yeah, like just tie like, them to the bottom of the. Say this is out of bounds. And just like play in the on, ocean. On, there's like a court set up on it Yeah, too. that's true. It would be hard, but I would assume you could play it in any water. Yeah. But you never really see that throughout the game. That's true. So maybe, maybe not. Um, I, I wrote down though, like they ask him who he is or whatever, and he says, uh, what team he plays for, I should say. And he's like a moron. He's just like, this is oh, Wait, wait, wait. This is Anarchonades. It's like he was I mean, just uh, told. But I got near sin and I'm all fuzzy. Yeah, he uses that excuse like right he away. He was just told, don't yeah. tell people you're from Xanarchonades. And the first thing he fetching says is, I'm from the Xanarchonades. Well, he's so stoked that he can show off. That's and true. that maybe these, maybe that girl was messing with him and maybe these yeah, that, people that's, know that's true too. about he, who he, he is. He doesn't necessarily believe her yet. Not yet, no. Which is why he decides to ask Waka directly. Hey, so Xanarkin really was destroyed a thousand yeah, years when, ago, huh? Right. He's like, oh yeah, and he tells him the whole story. And he's like, well, now two people have told me this. Neither and of them have a reason to lie to me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Out of the mouth of the two, two witnesses. witnesses. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, just like we were saying before. Yes. But so yeah. now it's like, well, this really is happening. Like this really is a he's thousand years go along in the future. With it, I don't yeah. know how this happened, but I really like his response to this. Um, and, and it's it's kind of a nice change, not necessarily like from the the squall and the the cloud sort of like main oh, characters yeah. that are very um, kind of like how do I put it? Not negative, but just like really rough characters mm-hmm. and and like not very personable and kind of yeah, cold. Yeah. He's a very warm character, a little bit like you know, Zidane from FF9 or something. More like but that, yeah. But I like his response to this. Like, he doesn't, like, fold under it or get, like, super depressed or just, yeah, like, get really cold true. about it. that's true. He basically says, like, he has to take a proactive attitude about it. Maybe right. if I could find Sin one more time, I could go home. He brought then me I here, so yeah. maybe he can take he me back, take right? Take me back, yeah. For now, I just have to live life until that time came. No more worrying about where or when I was. Sure, it was hard to think of home, but I started to feel better already, a little better, maybe. So, like, he's he's just taking it in stride. He's like, I can't control this right now. I'm not going to worry about it. Let's just try to make a life here until I can find sin again, and then maybe I can find a way to go home. But, like, That's until crazy. then, I'm not going to, like, worry about it too much. Like, that is the right thing to do. Yeah. It's just not what most people <laughs> Most people <laughs> would not, most not people react <laughs> that way. But he does. Yeah. And I, I like that aspect of his character. I think it's a it's a nice, like, sort of fresh... Uh, type of character as yeah. like your leading protagonist, um, particularly in Final Fantasy during this era. But um, yeah, and I do like that they do that the Yevon salute, yeah. whatever you'd call it. Oh yeah, um, this and uh, this is the first point where we see it and in its religious context. Yes, right. right. And uh, you don't see oh, it because because he says he when, when he got too later. close to sin, they're like, oh, they're like oh, yes, praying. Oh yes, like, yes. Oh, so sorry. Like, like it's kind of like drawing a cross and yes. saying, bless you. You know, it's more or less exactly. It's more that. or less that. Yeah. Yes. And so that's like what they're doing. Like okay, um, but he, it's not until a little bit later when they teach um, Titus how to do it that he elaborates why that was so startling for him. You know. Yes. But, but it's it's interesting to see at least in general, right? Like the. 
the uh, religious, what did I write down here? Yeah, it's a praise to the gods, which isn't too different from what it was before. Yeah, right. <laughs> the, the symbol actually doesn't represent, it's not that different. It's just who are the gods? Are they your man-made idols or are they... Yeah, you know, the, is it, is it the holy or is it the holy the gods star or, blitzball icons? Exactly, but yeah. it's it's reverence either way if you think about it that way. So that's why I'm like, wow, that actually makes sense. That's kind of cool. So as they're heading to the village, Waka asks Titus to join his blitzball team, um, and uh, he says it's so huge. I'm sure, like the tournament they're going to go to. Yeah, right? yeah. It's so huge. I'm sure someone there will recognize you. Then you can go back to your old team, right? So there's a there's an an inherent conflict in this though, right? Yes. Where it's like, hey, play for me. We're going to Luca. Once we're there, you'll find your old team. But <laughs> and you can play for them. And then you play for them. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, are you? Or what if? What if? Like, let's say, what if he does find his old team there? And but he's got a, He's promised this guy to play, so he'd have to compete against his team. I, don't yeah. know. I just think it's funny. It's like almost for sure, as far as Waka knows. He's gonna, his team is out there. And as yeah. soon as you get to Luca, he's going to find his team. Yeah. Well, I, I, there's a little bit of a paradox here, I think. It's, but Waka's at the very least, just not like thinking it through completely. No, which is kind of his character. Or maybe even hoping, maybe he won't remember. And yes. he can just put, be on my team. But I can give him hope for this so that he'll agree yeah. to be on my team. <laughs> right, because I'll do something for him. Because that's kind of yeah. his only hope, you know. At yeah. this point, it's like, well, yeah, he might find his other team. But like, I'm just going to hope yeah. really hard that he stays on my side, yeah. you know? Because he's really freaking good. I, I really liked how he, he says this. And then Titus is showing a little bit of just like a, a sort of downtrodden expression here. He's just kind of like, sure thing, you know, I'll do it. But he's, he's just going to like, you know, lackadaisically swimming, you know, his thoughts are real. Yes. Yeah, and, yeah, but yeah. Rock, Waka's response to this is, dude, our team's going to rock. <laughs> he doesn't like care. He's just like stoked <laughs> that he's going to have like an awesome player in his team. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I thought that was really funny. Yeah, that's great. Um, and that's when he says what you were bringing up. I thought then that Sin and Blitzball were the only two things that Spirit and Xanarchid had in common. And I wasn't too far off either. Right. That's basically it. Yeah, so they go into his village and uh, Waka begins explaining that Ten years, um, for, for ten years of his Blitzball career, he's never won a game, even one time. <laughs> <laughs> he's never won one time. <clears throat> That's kind of crazy. Um, and he retired, apparently, but now he's gotten back into it. He retired, yeah. and he says, I got this new job, which yes. is his guardianship. He's a guardian. He became a guardian for you. Of a summoner. Yeah. yeah. But he doesn't say that yet, right? He says, but every time my mind wandered, or, yeah, every time my mind wandered, I thought about the game. So he couldn't quite let go of Blitzball. So he's kind of coming back for yeah. one more like tournament, this tournament they're going to go to in Luca, and then he's yeah. going to really for sure retire. But he wants to win. It once. sounded <laughs> like he was actually close to winning his first game yeah. when he retired. But he, I think he mentions this to Titus. And he's like, yeah, but my mind was fuzzy and I couldn't, I was thinking of something else. And Titus was like, ha, excuses, yeah, excuses. Yeah, excuses, yeah. And Waka's like, yeah, whatever. This is one thing I love about Waka. People, every now and then, people will kind of make him the butt of a joke or rip on him a little. He takes it all so well. Yeah. He just smiles like Lulu does this and a lot of people will do this. They'll just kind of like, they'll say something to him that some people would take offensive. Yes. Like, like Leon from FF8. Oh, sure. Squall. Yeah. For example, I always call him Leon because I played Kingdom Hearts, Kingdom Hearts first. Yes, but for, so from then on, um, 
Whereas it's like, oh, those are fighting words. You know, I'm going to fight you. But Waka just smiles. He's just got this chill attitude where he's just like, nah, it, you know, like he's not going to take offense easily. He's right. very slow to anger. It's, it's, yeah. it's a cool aspect of him. And what I really like about that, and I won't say too much about this yet to avoid spoiling something that will probably come up in the next episode or maybe two from now, yeah. is that I like, I really like that they attach you to Waka first. Oh, yeah. Based on where this character, certain things about him that will be revealed soon yeah. that might make you feel more conflicted about him. Mm-hmm. Like, they really make you like him first. They yeah. have a bond that like feels very genuine and real yeah. between Titus and, and Waka. And I, I think that that's very important for the storytelling in order for this part of the game's theme to work. Sure. And okay, have cool. nuance and to actually like be something that can be conflicting for people. So I really, really like how they attach you to him early on. Nice. For that reason. Um, on yeah. your way down, you encounter the two crusader duo, Luzo, uh, Luzu and Gata. And you'll see them oh, yeah, yeah. over and over again throughout the story. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and that conversation is interesting. Yeah, this is where Wok explains how to pray again, the, the, the blitzball symbol, right? The yes. hand gesture. Yeah, yeah. He's like, do you remember how to pray? He's like, no. He's like, what? Like, how can so you not remember? Step so back and you him. do the thing. And this is when he's like, this was the symbol of victory I know. in my time. This is it's, not religious at all. Yeah, well, like, What's yeah. going on? Exactly. Oh, I also and he's like every guy. blitzball player in the world knows what that means. Like yes. that that was a cool moment. I loved that moment right there where he's just like, of course I knew how to do the salute. Yes. I really loved this too. It was just funny. When, when they run into those the two crusaders and they leave, um, I think Titus asks him something about like who were those guys or something. And Waka's like, oh, they were crusaders. <laughs> and Titus says, crews of what? <laughs> Like, he doesn't know what the word crusader is. He does not know the word crusader. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. Cruise of what? <laughs> Cruise of what? <laughs> He's like, Cruise. dude, like, this is... And, and I especially like it because it's like he doesn't know anything, right? He knows literally And nothing. so when yeah. you go and talk to the crusaders in their, like, tent there in the village, um, they explain who the crusaders are, yeah. For 800 years, they've been trying to combat sin. Yeah. We've steered sin away from towns many times, but we've never been able to defeat it. It's all we could do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, because Titus is ask, asking all these questions, like, how have you not, like, yeah. defeated it yet? Like, what? he doesn't know anything. It's pretty funny, and, too, because they're <laughs> like, oh, we've done great. We've been able to lure it away and stuff. And he's like, yeah, but you haven't succeeded at all. Like, you yeah. guys are kind of suck. Right. What you do is sin still around, and right. it's like this, like, moment where they're just, like, feeling bad. And, and he basically says that it's not there. He says something along the lines of it, it's uh, not th- that they can't do it, right? And yeah. Tita says, whose job is it to defeat sin? <laughs> and then uh, uh, Gata's response, and I love even the, the way the mm. voice actor puts it. It's just so good. Is Sin's toxin really this bad, sir? <laughs> That's right. Is Sin's toxin really this bad? Because Titus is so just absent. A, it's no, so funny. Anything. Like, how nothing. is it possible yeah. for someone not to know this? It, could yes. Sin's toxin actually be that bad? And then, and that. then uh, so Luzo's like, it does seem pretty bad. It does seem pretty bad. <laughs> 
Because so I'm sure in, they've met other people who've had this happen. Yeah. And it's nothing like yeah. Titus, right? Just like forgetting <laughs> everything. So he's like, look, I could explain all of this to you, but it's probably better that you try to remember it. So like, <laughs> yeah. just this go is like out kindergarten stuff, and yeah. live and just yeah, yeah. like, you know, hope, pray some more. And right. hopefully like Yevon will help you restore your memory. Because yeah. like... It's gonna do no good for us to just tell you literally everything. <laughs> They'd have to start from the beginning. Right? It's like that's uh, so funny. Yeah, I, they I also, really liked that scene. I think it's revealed during this conversation that they've been excommunicated as well from oh, from Yevon. Yes. So, and it's partly because, like, well, gosh, how do I explain this? <laughs> <laughs> These two have been excommunicated. Uh, but because of that, they couldn't go with us, like, into the temple and stuff, yes, right? right? It's like, they're not allowed to go into the temple and stuff. Yes. But they're still, they still believe, though, right? Yes. They, they That's still, the interesting part. They still believe, but they're willing to do things that are against the teachings of Yevon exactly. to try to fight sin. And that seems to be, like, that's kind of what the Crusaders do, more yeah. or less. Like, they, they are sacrifice on the side of the church. They're standing in the religion leave, yeah. to protect yeah, the people yeah. of spirit kind of a thing. And we'll get into what that means yeah. later on, like what they're doing specifically yes. or how they're doing it. But um, it's enough to say, it's interesting, the first people that we meet who are talking about saying, hey, go pray, go to Yevon and all this stuff, maybe not the first, but the first in-depth conversation we've had about this yeah. are from people who've been excommunicated from the church. Yeah. Right? They're not right. allowed to do this. Right. And uh, that's an interesting way to introduce something yeah. where they're still friendly to it. And they're telling us to do it. Oh, but we, we can't but do it. Everyone yeah, else can, but they've we can't. They've been excommunicated. Yeah, that's right. fascinating. Okay, um, so you go rest. Oh, no, wait. You go into the uh, temple first. Yeah, And you yes. see people praying. Well, first off, I have to say, um, I played the original game years ago. And this yeah. time I'm playing, like, the remaster. Oh, it right. looks really good. Yeah. The textures yeah. are really, really yeah. good. The detail's phenomenal. Square Enix recently has come under fire for bad ports or you know, lazy remasters of things. Yeah, yeah. Whether it's the PlayStation 1 FF game remasters. Oh, those ones. Which, like, the don't bother to upscale the backgrounds. Uh, but, like, yeah. the characters are really crisp and the backgrounds are, like... I hate that. ...really low resolution. I hate when that happens. Um, certain things that, that people pick at and be like, you know, why can't you go through the effort to, like, make a really good remaster of this amazing game? Yeah. Y this cannot be said about no, Final Fantasy X remaster. It's really This is a very well done yeah, yeah. on... Basically all accounts. It's it's hard to complain about anything unless you're going to complain about the differences in the faces. Like yeah. Titus's face they and Yuna's face. They didn't reanimate everything. And yeah. yeah, the faces do look... They, they don't look, look quite like the FMVs. Yeah. My wife commented on this almost every time. Every time an FMV would show Yuna, like, my wife would be like, same. oh, she's pretty. <laughs> oh my God, geez. It just it doesn't look the same. Well, at all. yeah, because they have completely different models for those, right? Yeah, very different. Uh, and her cheekbones and Way higher and polygons and yeah. different, like, way better textures. and Better, but also they look different. They really yeah. do look like different people, at least, you know, subtly, but still. I've always wondered, like, what they do for that. Like, do yeah. they... Would it not be... Well... Would it, anyone who does 3D modeling, I've only done like this much of it ever. <laughs> so like I don't understand completely what the method behind this would be in the context of game development. Would you not take your high polygon unimodel that you use in the FMVs? Or actually, this is another oh. part of this. There's sometimes it's a different company yes. that does the FMV A different sequences. company. In fact, that was the case here. It was te it's like a second party. It's like an yeah. internal Square thing, but it's separate. It wasn't part of the dev team. But I would wonder they why used the dev you models. wouldn't have shared assets. You would think so. Right? But anyways, let's say you had access to... I think they do it the opposite, though. You're saying, why don't they design the high-poly model first 
and then yeah. base the low poly off and of then it. That's not, they do it the other way. Take they do it the, the other way. Take, just remove polygons. That is more, a better way. But I, I know, like, I specifically think, for hair, you would really have to oh, do this on the PS2 because they, they, they the couldn't, yeah, like, anyways. Just basically to replace the whole hair. Yeah. But maybe that would have been a better way to go about it so that they look more similar. Because I remember just from this era in general, they never look the same. Not like close in the enough. Prince of Persia games, Tidus it's the is same like way. pretty close. Yeah, uh, Yuna is really not like very close, in the I Prince of say. Persia games. I always thought this was weird too. Not only does he look completely different from the <laughs> FMV sequences to how he looks in the regular yeah. gameplay, he looks different in every game. No, he <laughs> so does. So like the first, it's second, true. and third game, he's like his whole face changes. Every, it's quite different. It's just like yeah. really annoying. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. use the same model, please. <laughs> like, <laughs> or at least make it look the same. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, anyways, aside from that, uh, you know, models looking a little different from their PS2 counterparts, which I think they looked better on PS2. Yeah. Um, this is an excellent remaster. Oh, really, really good. excellent. So, he's in there, and uh, he's seeing people praying, and they have statues of other high summoners, right? Yeah. So, it's yeah. where he learns about Lord Braska, the last high summoner. Because that who, was the most recent statue yes, to be who had erected. defeated Sin ten yeah. years ago. Yeah, before the previous calm or the the current calm. Yeah. yeah. So, um, or he set out ten years ago. Anyways, I think he actually defeated Sin something like eight years ago. Oh, okay. In the timeline of this, because anyways, we'll learn more about okay. a, a, a previous attempt that was made very recently that failed that Lulu was a part of. But um, in any case, it was a very short what they call calm period. The yeah. calm periods are the periods in which the High Summoner is banishes Sin for a while and they, mm. they can live peacefully. This is another thing that is fuzzy as a detail to me that I'm hoping through talking to, look out for this NPC as you're playing, Machen. He's an older man okay. in like kind of green robes, mm. and like a long white beard. Um, He's basically the lore NPC of this game. Oh, nice. You talk to him and he explains everything about Sweet. the world. <laughs> nice. So I'm going to be looking out for him and for other hints about how this works. Because I think that the calm periods are of different lengths. I had, so, I had heard, I had this, I had the idea that the calm periods were getting shorter and shorter. I've heard that too. I don't know if that's And accurate. I think there is some evidence for that. And there yeah. are other people who say no. So this is, a, okay. this is something I've heard conflicting accounts of between yeah. different fans yeah. of Final Fantasy X. And, uh, and they, they, I don't think they ever specify, even in the Ultimania, like specifically how long how each long? calm period okay. was. But I do think they are different lengths. I don't think they're all like a decade or less, yeah, like this. Like every time. The idea each time is that it's, it's the last time, something like that, right? Yeah, like they think um, this is going to be Permanent this time. I talk about, in my notes here, I do talk about the idea of a spiral, which is what Spira means. It's yeah. the idea of a spiral, is that it is a cycle that is different each time. Yes. And that actually has a beginning and an end. Yes. Whereas a circle is the same and has no beginning or end. A spiral varies slightly mm, each time. Sure. But it is it does eventually end and it does start at a beginning. So... Anyway, Spira being based on the word spiral as opposed to, you know, the idea of a circle being the cycle, it might actually be, it might, what you're saying kind of lends to the idea that I think was part of the theme of the world, right? Yeah. Anyways, so this is Lord Braska. He was the last yes. high summoner. They've, they've got him memorialized as a statue there. 
Um, this temple's sweet, by the way. Yeah, it's really cool. It's freaking cool. Again, he has to make the excuse that he got too close to Sin's <laughs> toxin. This is where he mentioned specifically. Yeah. He's like, oh, I feel, I feel so stupid like, saying this every time. I can't believe I have to say this over and over. Yeah. But they are legitimately, like, disturbed by his lack of knowledge. Yeah. Like, he's like, pfft. Who's who's Braska? What what do summoners do? And everyone's just like, oh, oh, and they all do the sign, <laughs> yeah, the like, holy, and he's just like, uh, and they're like, dude, you're kind of this close to blaspheming and yes. getting like sentenced to death or excommunicated. And then he very, he's just very like, oh, deliberately oh. crosses that line. <laughs> I know, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. It's so because funny. he goes back to Waka's hut. And yeah. uh, someone comes to, ha- to Waka, who is a guardian of Yuna, we're going to learn here in a second. Yeah. And it's like, they haven't come out yet. Like, something might be wrong. And he's like, well, we can't interfere. That's against yeah. the rules. He's like, but like, And it's been over a day. It's been a long that was time. Note here, it's been over a day so, since she entered that temple. So and Waka, she's still there. So Waka goes to the temple. And we have a little dream sequence again here with Titus. Uh, it's a memory more, I guess. But where he, it's like where his mother is being informed that Jekt was lost at yes, sea. Yeah, yeah. And child Titus is like, who He's cares? Like, who cares? Where comes yeah, back let him die. And she, she's like, but he might die. And he says, fine, let him. Do you hate him so? And he's nodding his head. If he dies, you'll never be able to tell him how much you hate him. Um, now, this is just yeah, like, that was interesting. this is actually true even of Cowboy Bebop, which we're going to be talking about next oh, yeah. for our exclusive Patreon podcast. Um, in anime and RPGs like this, I feel like they really overdo kids' voices, like the whininess mm, of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like really overdo it. Like this does not sound mm. like a child. It sounds yeah. like an adult. What an adult thinks a child whining sounds like. <laughs> an adult who hates kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who cares if he comes back or not? That's pretty funny. Fine, let him. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that sort of thing. Uh, Anyways, yeah. it's not like a big deal. It's just something I notice a lot in, in anime. Like anytime a kid is being voiced by an adult, they like make them really whiny for something yeah, like yeah. that. Um, but the idea is, Tietus really hates his father. He really <laughs> apparently hates his dad a lot. A lot. Um, and given that the mother is so worried, you would think, well, maybe Tietus's hate for his father isn't justified. Justified. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there would have to be some weird situation where the mother is that okay with the kid who hates his father that much. Yeah. Maybe there's or some misremembering going on, or maybe there's something. Does she not here. know of or is something she he's doing? Yeah, yeah, sure. Like we're, we're going to learn more about it later. Obviously, we will. But, but there's, you know, there's the fact the fact that she doesn't appear to think of Jekt mm-hmm. at all in the way that Titus does. Yeah, not even close. Suggests something is yeah. probably different than the way Titus perceives it to yeah. be. And this was a decade ago. Yeah. So. You know, Titus has grown up a lot since then, and who knows who knows what was going on there. What he, yeah, whether what he remembers is yeah, entirely accurate. I want to talk just briefly about the temple, just a little bit, yeah, because it's so cool. Uh, as soon as we walk in, the camera kind of tilts up, and you see these two big statues, right, mm. similar to. And the, this was not an accident. The Blitzball. At the Blitzball Arena, yeah. there were two statues holding their spears right in front of the entrance to the that temple, right? Mm. Now, this temple has, but it's on the interior part. Once you walk in, you see these two big statues. And there's some really cool symbolism going on here. You've got, there's a woman statue on the left, right? Mm. And then on the right, you have a man statue. And the woman is um, symbolized with a moon. 
The man is symbolized with the sun. There's the yin and yang thing going oh, on yeah. here. And the woman is as naked as video games allow sure. <laughs> statue women to be, uh, at least at that time. Um, and that is like a nature, kind of the idea of like a pure nature kind of natural person. And then the, um, the male figure is just clothed like for the severest winter that is coming, just like tons, just robes upon robes and just like all the flowing garments, you know? And he's got a beard and it's like the, 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 the um, oh gee, it's not a, well it's sort of a juxtaposition the way they show it because they edit it together, but the uh, contrast there is really cool. So yeah. you've got a yin and yang thing going on here. But what's even cooler is that um, in between the two of them, um, there is a mandala on the ground, just the most beautiful, massive mandala, just the coolest design, right? And that design means a hundred different things. But before I go into that, um, above the mandala is the entrance to the temple where the summoners go to um, procure the ion, aeons, right? Oh, right. And that is like you've got the people, the mandala, and then above the mandala is the the ion, or at least the, where the ion is summoned. And wh- you'll, you'll notice when um, ions are summoned in this game that um, there, it's a, there's this big mandala that shows up first. Oh, and on the then, ground. Yeah. And then the, then they, the swoop in. They'll, they will swoop in based on that you know, design or whatever and being called forth by a summoner. Anyways, I wonder, um, it's pretty we'd cool. We'd have to look closely at this, but I wonder if the design of that temple corresponds with the Valifor Sign. So when she summons Valifor specifically, specifically is Valifor? that symbol the same? I and is it different for Ifrit look or that. the other summons? The each each Aeon, yeah, it's a different mandala. But these are the mandalas for summoning Aeons. And um, I wonder if the one those... at the temple is different than all of these. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So the one at the temple is is super super cool. It's way more intricate. It's bigger. It's just got more going on there. Um, the whole game is almost summarized in this mandala. <laughs> so I'm not going to go into massive specifics about it, but just like look at it and just like look at this mandala and you basically see the story of the game. Wow. <laughs> it's really cool. That's crazy. But I can, I can just talk about just a couple, a couple things here. Um, so on the ground you see there's the octafoil. You have to look up what all these mean if you want to spoil the game for yourself. But there's an octafoil which has several meanings, um, but it can mean the Ogoad. By the way, the Ogoad is like you know, have the monad, this is the first oh. ion, right? Yes. This is Gnostic. Yes. I think this game's like heavily Gnostic influenced, by the mm. way. So because the word aeon is kind of a Gnostic yeah. word. Yeah. But the monad is the one, right? Mono, one, monad, and then the doad and the triad. Anyways, it goes all the way down to the Ogoad, which is the first eight. Gods, oh. right? But that is a thing. It's a it's a it's a specific thing within Gnosticism is that the Ogoad are considered the first emanations of God, and that's like a generation. Yeah. And then then it goes from there down yeah. about all the other different gods and stuff. But it's eight. The number's eight, and the number of ions in this game is eight. <clears throat> so that's true. The ions eight. Yeah. You have the octafoil, which is all the circles, um, together in eight of them. And then you have the eight-leafed white lotus, <clears throat> which represents transformation and meditation or mediation. And the white lotus is an Eastern symbol. This t- this temple is very Eastern. Having been to Japan and gone to like Shinto shrines and stuff, like the statues and everything that's around, yeah. and just kind of the atmosphere of the whole place, it's very Eastern. It feels very Hindu Buddhist type, mm. you know, and even Shinto as well. Um, so at the very beginning, you have a cross that's surrounded by the white lotus, surrounded by the octafoil, surrounded by earth, surrounded by multiple circles with a gap. Anyways, I say I can analyze this one symbol to death and it would give away the entire game. 
it's such a fascinating symbol. Um, but I think it'd be fun to take another look at this at the end Later. of the game. Yeah. yeah, maybe when we're done with this podcast to come back and then maybe I can walk everyone through like what this means because yeah. it's really cool. It's that'd really cool be, and it's not unintentional. Idea. In fact, I have a quote here from Tetsuya Nomura saying that, um, and he did the characters, but I think it was a general philosophy for the whole game, that he... Um, no longer, which implies he used to do this. He says, I no longer want to design characters based on just arbitrary you know, yeah. symbols and things. I want it all to mean something. Yeah, right. I'm like, well, they freaking did that in this game. That is for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm actually excited for that because I, yeah. I didn't really even look at that at all. I so. only did because I'm just like freaking way into it <laughs> these days. Um, but yeah, it really, it's cool. Uh, but so anyways... Titus is hearing about this. Everyone's worried about this summoner, Yuna, and they're just like, she's in there. And he's like, okay, so... Therefore, like, let's go get her. Go get her. Go, like, go check it's on against her. Against the rules like, or whatever. We, yeah, we're not allowed to go see her. He's like, well, screw I you. I like guys. his line. Is, like I care. <laughs> like I care. <laughs> just runs in. And he runs in. And I love this. Uh, uh, yeah, my, I'm just. I love how he's just breaking their religious rules. Yeah. I think it's great because when an outsider comes in, one of the things that an outsider. Well, okay, there's like the archetype of the fool, and this is a big deal within like tarot card, a tarot card deck oh, sure. has the, the fool. One of the cards is the fool. And the, uh, there's like half of the cards in the tarot card deck outline basically the fool's journey and how the <laughs> fool is just bumbling through life and wanders into the other different archetypes that are set out within the tarot cards, right? But the idea is that he's a fool. He doesn't know anything. He yeah. doesn't know what's going on. But the fool, kind of like the court jester in a court, by... Being a fool, you are allowed to kind of reveal the ridiculousness of whatever system is going on, yes, right? Like yes. they, the, the old, an old saying is that the only person allowed to criticize the king was his jester. So right? you're saying this is a fool's journey, this not is a hero's fool's journey. <laughs> Actually, the fool's journey and the hero's journey overlap quite a bit. But yes, this is the fool's journey. This game is the fool's journey. Anyways, it doesn't mean fool like he's totally stupid. Yeah, yeah. But well, he Titus, kind of is. Titus kind yeah, of is. He kind of is. But I, I love it because the fool can can actually can really show a system that is in need of change. Yeah. And and the fool can step into that system unknowingly and kind of just poke fun at it and and get people to see it in a different way. You yeah. Know? That's, but he just runs right through. Yep. I freaking love it. I thought it was so funny. So you go through your first cloister of trials. Now I thought somebody was going to stop us. Nope. They, they're like, don't go, don't, eh, whatever, he's gone. Uh, uh, and then they just, comes I in, guess the priests just stay there, you know, it's well, like. Because no. they can't go in. Oh, that's a good point. Oh my gosh, you're right. Okay, there you go, you're right. They can't. That, it, I didn't think of that. It's against the freaking rules. So, okay, that's fine. So it's just like, well, fetch. Like, we can't do anything about it. Waka can because he's a guardian. He's so he a guardian. Goes in. Yeah, he can go in. But um, anyways, he catches up with you after you do your cloister of trials, right? Yeah. Um, but Takes him a while. This is where you meet Yuna for the first time. She finally emerges from whatever she was oh, uh, and she's doing a, there. She's like exhausted. In a daze, yeah. And just like almost like falls over and... Uh, um, Kimari runs up and like catches oh, her. Oh, that, that shot was great, by the way. Yeah. So a, as soon as she starts falling and you see Titus, yeah. like guess, gesture as though he's it moving forward. It looks like he's going to go and catch her. And then someone catches her. Yeah. You don't, and then it zooms out and it was someone else. Yes. That was cool. It was really well done. And I don't even, like it's such a simple thing, but that was really cool. Yeah. That shows, like it really shows the dedication of Kimari, first of all. He's yeah. got his eye on her. Yeah. And he's making sure that whatever happens, he is able to help her out. This right? happens again really soon on the on the boat as you're heading to the Kilika port uh, yeah. when Sin attacks. 
Like yes. Kimari, he, uh, Titus is holding her hand, but she, he slips from her. Yeah. And Kimari's the one who keeps he's her from He's the one that off. grabs her, yeah. And so, Kimari's just a beast, right? He's, so, he's always protected her, she says, yes. from when she was a little girl. From, yeah, from before. So he's always been around for her, yeah. And that's a perfect character intro for him. Yeah. I, I would have so assumed it was Titus. I was surprised, shocked, not only to see that it was Kimari, but that Kimari is... This is our first like monsterish yeah. looking dude, yeah. like not human the, the Ronzo person. people. Yeah. yeah, and it's like first off, what like <laughs> there's a lot of things going on there, so there's yeah. like a contrast that is very startling to see. But like artistically, it was it couldn't have been done better. I really thought that he caught her because they used yeah. the juxtaposition to yes. to make me think that. Yeah. Like I loved it. It was. So I noticed good. that too. I, I I thought that that was really yeah. well done. Um, let's see. Oh, we forgot that we forgot to say this. This comes up again with the Blitzball people. I guess we'll just go over it then. Um, she is successful, but she she overestimated or under underestimated the difficulty. The thing overestimated of what she herself. Was gonna, overestimated yeah, yeah. her own abilities. Yes. And yeah. So that's why she took so long. Yeah. But she came out successful. And we don't even know what she was doing in there. Yeah. It she's just, yeah. she. It's like the holy of holies of this yes. world. Yep. Right. The interesting. But she thing. gains the ability to for, to summon her first. Aeon, yes, Valfour. and then yeah, as soon as she's like feeling better and not so dizzy, yeah. she like brushes her hair out and smiles, it. and she's like For everybody. The whole well, but even before that, while she's still there, she's oh. just like, I did it, you know. But she couldn't, <laughs> she couldn't do it so well right then and there, yeah. right? She was too tired. Yeah. But just a little bit later, and she kind of gets her energy back, and she's just like so excited, you yeah. know. And then yeah, then it takes us out. I thought we were gonna meet her right then and there, but we don't. Nope. And then, then she's outside, and I thought we were going to meet her there. And nope, we still don't. Not yet. And, well, it's, it's really, I, I just freaking love it. But yeah, she, she demonstrates it. She summons Valifor. And like, this is another thing that for all the rest of the people is normal. Like, mm. yay, so this is what summoners yeah. do. And we're but just, Tidus is like, a he, fetching monsters got summoned. He, like, it was really scary. <laughs> <laughs> he has never seen anything like no. that in his life. In his life. Yeah. In fact, based on the way Xanarkand looks, the way they present it early in the game, it doesn't look like he's ever seen an animal before. Like there yeah, is no possibly. nature. There <laughs> yeah. is no nature in Xanarkand. Yeah. It's it's like has he even seen a bird? Like he hasn't <laughs> seen hardly anything. Yeah. And and here he sees well, the biggest monster on the ship again. A little later, yeah. he sees the chocobos as the engine <laughs> of the ship, and he's like, "What is a chocobo?" He doesn't, he doesn't seem so, to know what a chocobo is. He's like mad about it. Yeah. He's like upset, and they're just like, "Chill. We just use chocobo power. It's not a big deal." And he's just like, "But what are you doing? What is this?" Yeah. He's, he's like a, freaking out. He doesn't know a lot of things no. related to nature and animals and things like that. So, and, and part of the reason you would use more of like the fool's journey as opposed to the typical hero's journey is to introduce players like us to yes. a brand new world that we have, we yes. don't know. Yes. Like if, if FF10 is your first game, you don't know what a chocobo is. Yes. So your reaction is the same as his. Yes. And oh, I'm glad he's there. He can be stupid for me so I don't have to feel stupid. Yes. But I don't know what that is either, yes. right? And so th- it, there's a reason this, why they would use a fool's journey to introduce someone to a new world. This is the major difference between Final Fantasy 13 and this game. Uh, your point of view character is a fish out of water who doesn't know mm. anything just like us. So he's the yeah. avatar for the player. And so when he asks these questions, yeah. it's like, okay, because he doesn't know it. Yeah. And so that's how you get out of the as you know dialogue. Exactly, yeah. Is having a person who doesn't know. <laughs> there you go, now you don't have <laughs> In that. In Final Fantasy XIII, yeah. they're trying to introduce this really complex world like this, but yeah. everybody in the cast they already know. should already know it because mm-hmm. they grew up in this world. Yeah. So it's like there's no point of view character who can ask those obvious questions to help 
orient the audience. Mm. So it's tough, but like the, the easiest way is to just have a fish out of water character who doesn't know things. Yeah. So that you can ask those obvious questions. But anyway, uh, later that night. Yes, this is important. The In the daytime, he was not able to meet her, but at yeah. night. Oh yeah, you were talking about the symbol, the the sun and moon were yeah. symbolized on those statues. Now I don't want to say what their names are. Should I, is it okay? Is that a big deal if I say who those statues are? I at? don't even know who they are. Oh, so okay, should I? <laughs> well, I was just going to bring up Tita and Yuna. Okay. Yes. Like well, the, that is the, the idea. The words. Yes. Symbolizing being a broader yes. symbol, right? Exactly. Okay. Now, but and also as we will find out later on, who the statues are of, it yeah. is of um, a similar. Situation of other. Oh, people. oh okay. In I a previous. Th- I think I know what you're talking about. In a previous. About now. I think time. I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Okay. I did not realize that. Yeah. I just don't look at these things that closely. So. <laughs> I didn't either until recently. I don't, and honestly, it's only because of this podcast where I'm like, all right, dude, I gotta, like I gotta really analyze this game and see what's going on here, you know? So the Blitzball team is together. And Waka's um, telling them that the new goal is not to do our best. That's the part yes. I missed about their earlier conversation. Ah, yeah, yeah. Where he's like, as long yeah. as, we, as I do our, as long as we do our best, like I'll be happy with that. And and T- Titus is like, no, like you play to win the you game. You play to win the game. Yeah, <laughs> this is part of where I'm thinking, like Titus has got his um, his what would you call it, the Xanarchand culture, you yeah. know, of like you you win, who cares about anything else? You just yeah. win, and that's why you play the game is to yeah. win. Um, and he's approaching this this group of people who treat it as a religion. Yeah. And he's like, dude, you gotta win, man. And yeah. they're just like, no, I'm just participating in my religious, like, part of the religious tradition of my... And he's like, no, dude, you gotta beat those guys. You gotta yeah. beat them so bad. But it turns out we do see some other Blitzball the players later. Growers. And they're, yeah. they're pretty set on winning, too. So it's mostly just Waka. He's yeah. just too easygoing, man. He's yeah. too chill about everything. And so he, he this is where... He's introducing them to the fact that their new goal is victory, right? Victory. victory. And they all say, victory, victory. victory. I love that they use the same animation for, yeah. for the And this is when players. Titus kind of slips away to go and meet, yes. meet Yuna for the first time. And all the people around her, get away They're from upset. the summoner. Like, don't talk to her. Because they know, even. word must travel quickly, but yeah. they know that we freaking ran into their holy yeah. place, right? Well, and that's not cool. Not only is that against the teachings yeah. for him to have done that. So it makes him hedon, he, uh, he, hedonistic or... Yeah, or a hedon. Yeah, hedon. He, both, yeah. Yes. Anyways, it puts that status on him. But having done that actually has consequences for her. Yes. Which is what they bring up in the next They bring temple, it up later, yeah. Um, where it's like... like dude, you gotta stop why, doing this. This is why like uh, <laughs> Donna like pushes him in there. Because she's yeah, trying yeah. to get Yuna excommunicated. Yes, yeah. And so she is in danger of being excommunicated if someone like him enters yeah. while she's in there. I think the reason it worked out this time is because she didn't know who we were and we didn't know who she was. Like, yeah. there was no connection. Right. Like He didn't realize that yeah. was going to happen. Whereas later on, we kind of were, we were with her posse, right. you know, and so right. that became a, more of an issue, I think. Anyways, this why these people are upset that he's yes they're very him. upset but he doesn't anyway we could ruin it for the summoner he doesn't care um yeah he doesn't so care. he's talking to her it's, it's a nice first interaction but i what it's i really cool. like she's about very this, open she's so like easy going and she seems yeah. to like us like right away in fact she seems to like everybody right away she's yes. got that personality but what i liked here is that this is the first person since he's been here that not only like is not um taken aback by the mention of Xanarkand. Mm. She like already suspects it and believes him about it. Yes, that's right. And it's just like, whoa. That's right. and, and that's how she like leaves the and conversation. And she had heard through the grapevine also that yeah. I 
Titus had said he played for the Zenekanade. Yeah, something and like that. And she's like totally on board with that. Yeah, so it, it like she's like I believe you. A cliffhanger for this sort of like developing new yeah. relationship. That like, ooh, there's a mystery there. Like there's something about her where she is okay with this idea of Xanarchy. But she's a high yes. summoner. Like a, a person of this culture who she's should... very, yeah, religious. <laughs> should yeah. be reacting like someone like Waka or you're going to upset people if you talk about Xanarchy. Oh, yeah. But she, 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 reveals, she reveals why the next day when they're on the ship. Yeah. But we may not get there today. No. The um, conversation's great. It's so short. But yeah. basically, like, we don't know what to say. It's just like, hey, what's up? Yeah, I'm the, I'm the Xanakin dude, whatever. Sorry about earlier. Anyways, that was a cool summon you did. And that's where Unit <laughs> yeah. immediately breaks her, like, just her polite character. He's just yeah. like, hey, that was really cool. And she was just like, really? You thought so? I did a good <laughs> job, didn't I? And she yeah. becomes, like, yeah. you, you see her this whole time. And I suppose other than that moment where she's like, I did it, you guys. Like that, she it seems a little childish, but she seems very mature. At least that she's holding herself to the expectation of being mature, uh, but that she has these little moments where she kind of breaks down and shows that she's 17 years old. Yes, right? She right. she is a kid, right? And she is just you know she's she's still got like a personality there. She's yes. not just uh, I like a stoic that. a stoic you I, know mature woman. Yeah, I like that too. Yeah, I thought um, it was great. That was a fun. Uh, so it's it's a nice exchange. first interaction. Yeah, and uh, there's a promise that we'll talk more tomorrow on the ship on the journey whatever. Yeah. Um, so Titus goes to sleep and he has, a, this time it's definitely a dream, not a memory. And yes. it's actually really, really good. I feel it, like it was I really effective it. at I giving it. the, like, imp- like a, a very intuitively convincing feeling of what dreams are like. Sure, yes. It's just, Absolutely, it's yeah. just like weird and like things just happen that don't make sense. And it makes sense it would be here too. Yeah. Like he just met a girl. He kind of thinks she's cool. Yeah. But he also met that other girl. Yeah. And now what? You know, and his dream is kind of like him trying to figure out how to navigate <laughs> these yeah. two girls he just met that he likes because he's 17. I love it. But it also deals with like stuff that you're afraid of, right? Like oh, you, yeah. your brain sort of like practices stressful, well, when you're difficult situations yeah. to sort of like work out like mm-hmm. how are you going to react to these that types seems of things, to be that right? way yeah it's almost like a practice yeah yeah and so like th- anyways the dream is really interesting because no it's fascinating he's talking to yuna like on the docks of besaid and uh she's talking about well will you take me to xanarkin yeah. with you and then riku comes running out oh, you said you i said oh, yeah you take yeah. me and he's like he's like uh, jogging in place which like is just like this really weird reaction but it's like presented in this weird way that's so dreamlike, where it's just oh, like, yeah. he's like turned his back to her, and he's like, it's just, it, it introduces yeah, yeah. a strangeness to all of it. Oh, very much that so. That feels very true to dreams. And then like... Because until Riku showed up, I didn't know whether this was a dream or a memory. Yeah. Or if there was something that had happened or was a premonition or something. Yeah. As soon as she shows up, I'm like, oh, this is a dream. And then Tita <laughs> starts acting weird too, and I'm just like, okay, this is, it's, it's just, this is yeah, totally really a, strange. And then. Dream. All of a sudden, he hears his, his father, Jack's voice, saying, Hey, stop dreaming. You with a woman? You can't even catch a ball. So and he starts making fun of him. Both the girls they are appear next behind to him. him. Yes. And I loved that. Yes, I know. That it's feels so, so dreamlike, too. Yes, it's like, yes. oh, everyone's making fun of me. Yep, yep, it yep. like puts you in this very bad place. And then that's He's when like, he turns back into a child again. That's right. Like he, he, he changes from his 17-year-old form to his child form. Yes. And he's like crying. And in the presence right? of his dad, that's how he feels. He yes. feels like he's just a kid and yeah, yeah. And, and it's, oh, what's the matter? You know, you're gonna cry. You cry, baby. <laughs> yeah. Cry, cry, cry. That's the only thing you're good for. And he, he, he says it quietly. Titus does. He says, I hate you. 
He's like, huh, what'd you say? And then the girls are saying, you have to speak loudly. Mm-hmm. So I hate you, he screams out. <laughs> and Jack's just like, huh? <laughs> He's like confused. And then the girls are like, that's the spirit. You can do it. It gets really weird. Yes. And yeah. then he wakes up saying, I hate you. <laughs> yes. I thought there was going to be a moment where it was like, oh, but there was someone in the room with us. And yeah. we're just like, I hate you. But they ended up not going that way. Yeah. But yeah, that was a great dream. That, that was, was very good yeah. for how dreams are. I remember yeah. at, at first being like, hey, this is weird. But by the end of it, I was like, that's a pretty good representation of how I, dreams yes. tend to go. Yes. Right? They just expose your inner fears. And you just like, it's they just, the reality of, of the world just breaks in your dream and it just becomes yeah. this mess, you know? Yeah. It I thought that was great. Really, really well done. But uh, I think we'll probably stop there and okay. then um, start up next week with leaving Besaid and arriving at the Kilika Port. Um, and I think, I, 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 this time I feel certain we can get through the point that we've <coughs> said to play up to three times now, which I, is the Kilika Temple. <laughs> yes. I have, I have. <laughs> I got some more notes. I was really hoping to get to this today, but you know, it's it's. I've got some lengthy discussion topics. This, this is this at the pace we're going right now. This is looking like another Xeno Gears podcast. Well, I think it's front loaded. I think a lot of this stuff yeah. is front loaded. Um, the game is just so meaningful, and and there's just so much there, and there's so much that's well done that we just can't skip over it. Yeah. So anyways, but hopefully after we get through this front part, we can it'll the ball will roll downhill faster. Right? Yeah. I want to go over now what the Albed say here, oh, like okay. to actually reveal their dialogue. Well, actually, if people yeah. feel like that's a spoiler, then we will have to put some time codes. So time codes, spoiler. Uh, we're going to talk about what the Albed actually say in English. So what, what they they're say? saying, uh, the first Albed says, what is this? And the second one says, a fiend in human disguise. I thought that was weird. Hmm. Can fiends fiend dress like take him? human form? Now, we're gonna talk more about fiends and the nature of fiends and like the afterlife mm. in this game and all of that later. <laughs> it, we're gonna get like small pieces of that yeah. probably by the end of this, but um, that I am a little confused about the idea that they believe yeah, where would they have come to that disguise themselves as a human. Conclusion. Huh. Uh, but, again, we'll discuss that much later. Okay, the next Albed says, yes, it is so. And the other one, we kill it. And then Riku says, wait, what if it is human? And they respond, they are the same in death. Now that's the part that Ooh, is, is little, going yeah. to be explored much later. Yes. With how afterlife works in this game. Right? Mm-hmm. Then she says, I forbid it, we bring it with us. And then she says sorry, and she uh, solarplex punches him just like Delita yes, in Final right Fantasy in Tactics, the and he passes out. Yeah. He wakes up on their ship. They go in there and activate it. It's, there's some yeah, spotlights the that turn on, and as you swim out, um, I actually want to see if you picked up on this. As you swim out, the camera like pulls up as you're kind of resurfacing and reveals yeah. a big shape there. I don't, I don't have that. I didn't put it there. Okay. I didn't notice this either. Yeah. On, I don't know how many playthroughs. I, I do remember watching it and being like, oh, they're showing something. And I looked at it, but I was like, I just don't know what it is. Okay. I'm going to put this into what the Albed say here when you resurface, because they basically say it. Oh, okay. What the thing is that they found. Yeah. So there it is. Time codes for spoilers here. You get back up and the Albed say, we found the airship. 
And oh, then another one saying the records nice. were right. And another one saying, now how do we drag it up? Okay, okay. So it had been too long since I had played the game yeah. to recognize what, what that the airship was. actually looked like. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yes, it same looked here. like a thing. It kind of looks like a submarine or whatever. So yeah. it's like, okay. But okay, that makes sense. This is actually the airship of this game. For the owlbed are pulling it out nice. of the water. That's pretty cool. And it's like an ancient That's technology cool. that they excavate. I that like the that. owlbed excavate. Okay. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we appreciate you for watching and supporting the show and for your comments. There's going to be a lot of discussion for this game in the comments. Yeah, uh, I think so. I think they did that on purpose. Like they really wanted to leave a lot of things vague about the world building so people no, yeah. talk about it. So there's going to be a lot of that going on throughout the series. Yeah. Um, but anyways, we'll see you guys next week. Play up to the Kilika Temple if you haven't done that already <laughs> the last two times I told you to do that. <laughs> That's what we'll get to next time. So uh, see you then.